go out there, find that, whatever truly makes you happy. Aside from that, you have to understand the game that we operate in, which is real estate, because that's going to allow you to have, let's say, if you <laughs> want to paint roses, you know, or in, you know, if, if it's canvas painting or if it's playing the ukulele or the guitar or whatever, I'm all good about it. But is it going to pay your bills? Is it going to provide for your future and your family? And if it's not, then you got to understand the real estate game because that's where we operate. Yeah. And that's going to pay for your lifestyle. That's going to build your wealth. That's going to pay for your lifestyle. So regardless, you ha- you're going to be a real estate investor. And you, <laughs> and you have to know that space. You have to know it. You have to understand it because that would allow you to do whatever the heck you want to do. Hey, how are you guys doing? Welcome to the Najians Podcast. Today, we got Memo all the way from San Diego here. And I'm super excited because we're at CG. This is where we go three times a year and we meet incredible human beings, connect with, you know, some really, really bright, brilliant people and just try to be a sponge and learn from them. Right on. Thank you guys. Thanks for having me on here. Looking forward to it. Yeah. Pretty cool. (laughs) Yeah. Before we start, I just, this guy is super humble. It's funny. The more, the more I talk to him, the more I realize like every day he's just super legit, but he, he's like just there yeah they're nonchalant like helping people out like you would never know so oh, thank you for that bro. <laughs> dude our food couldn't have been that bad if you're coming back for that's you know <laughs> no, a blessing yeah food's been always great dude it's yeah, always a good I meal appreciate <laughs> you know last time that we were at cg you, you were our guest and yeah that was um, cool we had great conversation we hung out there for like three hours and i was like dang we lost track mm-hmm. of the time it's like i just love spending time around you because you're Super positive. You have a great smile. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. It's just like, you're very, you're very magnetic in your personality. People just want to be around you. Oh, you know? thanks, dude. Yeah. Cool. Right that, on, man. dude. Yeah, I love that picture, bro. Yeah. Right on. No, I, I appreciate you guys having me on here. It, uh, uh, you know, the cool thing about our business, obviously we, you know, we function to make money, but the relationships, you know, you know, adding to, to people, you know, in, in any capacity that that's really cool. You know, yeah. it, it's what, uh, it's what makes life, you know, exciting, you know, rewarding. Right. 100%. Yeah. 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 So if you don't mind, if you could tell us a little bit about how you got started, um, I guess where you grew up and then how you got into business and a little bit about sure. where you're at now. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, uh, born and raised in San Diego, some local San Diegan, uh, parents were immigrants from Mexico. Uh, so, um, I currently live in uh, Coronado, which is like a little island, uh, there in, in the Bay of San Diego. And, um, uh, I grew up across the bridge on the other side, uh, which is called Barrio Logan. It's, you know, the, uh, now it's being gentrified back in the <laughs> days. It was, you know, heavy, you know, gang violence, you know, the crack epidemic really had hit that neighborhood hard. So, um, you know, it's, uh, I got fond memories, you know, cause you know, uh, you know, I joke around because like, I remember like, you know, we had bars, right? Mm-hmm. And many times we would have, we had a bat next to the corner of the house, like in our bedroom, because we would turn on the light and there was always a hand of someone trying to steal our stuff through the what bars. The heck? Yeah. So we would run and get the bat and hit <laughs> oh. the hand, you know? So that was like real like whack-a-mole. <laughs> yeah, it literally was because you couldn't leave anything by your nightstand or by your bed because they would take it. They would steal it, you know? Uh, so, you know, memories like that, I just, now I just chuckle about them. Like, dude, it's so, like, it's funny, dude, you know? Like, That's crazy. <laughs> like, we had a, uh, in our backyard, we had a little stool where we had to sit. Because when you did laundry, they would steal your laundry off the clotheslines. No way. Like, yeah, because they would, like, literally, you would see, like, the dude, you know, gangster walking around with, like, you know, surfboard, you know, shorts. And you're like, dude, I just bought those, you know, I had saved so much <laughs> to buy them. And, like, that cholo's, like, 
<laughs> those aren't his, you know what I mean? Like those are my shorts, you know, or like our Christmas, you know, all that story. So, uh, it's really cool. You know, it, it brings, for me, it gives me a nice warm feeling. It's like, dude, that it's a, it's a blessing to have, uh, the adversity, you know, in, in a childhood, mm-hmm. it makes who you are. It, it, uh, the adversity gives you gratitude and the gratitude is the essence of happiness, right? That's what makes us happy. It's like we're grateful for whatever we have at the moment, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, you know, it's not a, a future tense; it's a, it's a present tense. So, uh, so it's cool. So, so that, that's where I started out as a kid. Um, the uh, the real estate I uh, got in it like in gosh two thousand four five, you know, right before the market crashed. Um, you know, I had at that point uh, some like uh, check cashing payday loan company that I, that I was uh, operating in there in San Diego. Um, I saw the market getting ready to crash, so I sold this that company to a big competitor, and uh, and I and then I went I went all in on real estate. You know, um, my lack of preparedness, um, gosh, probably cost me a hundred million dollars at least. You what? Know? <laughs> yeah, because um, by two thousand seven through ten, you know, the market had crashed 70, 80, you know, sixty percent, you know, and. Um, you know, when you're in the business, you start seeing opportunity, you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, I was seeing opportunities that, you know, cents, two, three cents on the dollar, you know, and uh, at the moment, when the markets adjust, cash dries up, like, there's, there's, no yeah, there's just no liquidity, whatever money you have, you're holding on to it. There's fear out there, you know, there's blood on the street. So it, it's a different mindset. So, you know, um, I've sold so many properties that were like, 17,000, 27, 30, 40 something, you know, three bedroom houses that are right now worth San Diego. Yeah. They're worth right now, like 1.1, 1.2. It doesn't make any sense. Right. And like, and I remember thinking to myself, like, this is the same thing as a car, but it's a house, you know, house, not a condo, (laughs) a house. But again, you know, I didn't have the $30,000 because I was making sure that I can pay, you know, pay the mortgage, pay the, you know, you know, living life. So, um, hindsight you know, and that market comes every 40 years, you know, it's statistically, that's what, you know, those big hits. Um, if I'm still around, dude, I'm going to run a hundred miles per hour. I'm going to go out there and raise a few billion dollars and you know, <laughs> have a trillion dollar fund. You know what I mean? Cause you're prepared now. Right. Mm-hmm. I saw the people who were prepared, they killed it. They built insane generational wealth, you know, because they, they success is when opportunity matches preparedness. You gotta be prepared, and when it pops up, you you act on it quick because you've been waiting for it. Mm-hmm. Um, I was not prepared, you know. For me, it was big eyes and kind of like, what's going on? What like is that really selling for three thousand dollars? You know, like it's just a shock, you know. Um, this next round, you know, which I don't think we're gonna have it anytime soon, but if it does come again, dude, I'm. It's a different game. <laughs> selling all these properties, so I was blessed to have a, a a foreclosure account, a bank foreclosure that they call them REO accounts. So I would sell them for Chase and you know other banks, mm-hmm. and uh, fairly quickly I saw that the money was in the investor space. Mm-hmm. You know, I was selling these properties; guys were flipping them, they're buying them for thirty, selling them for one fifty. You know, and um, and uh, I saw the money to be made. I saw the wealth there. You know, and now I've always loved real estate, so um, that's where I started getting in the game. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, started flipping, gosh, I think that might have been like 2009, right around there. Oh, wow. And uh, for many years, I operated as a one-man show. You know, I, I, I did the acquisitions. I, I relist the properties because I was licensed. Uh, managed the projects because I knew a few GCs. Uh, did very well because, you know, you're lean. There's very little overhead. You mm-hmm. know, I did that for seven, eight, nine years. And 
it came to the point where it's like, okay, my goals, what I'm currently doing, it's not going to get me to where my goals are at. So I needed to make some changes. So uh, that's when I started scaling the company and, you know, started bringing on talent. You know, they really started helping me scale and grow and, and uh, a few years later, you know, that's, I'm at, right here hanging out with you guys. Yeah. <laughs> what were some of the lessons that you learned becoming a business operator? Because when you first get into business, you're not taught these things in school. You don't know how to run cash flow or know your financial statements or understand, you know, the basics of operations. And then, you know, you go from being a one man show. Like, how does that translate into running a team? Sure. So, uh, education is great because you learn a lot of stuff, but you're taught to be an employee, to be a great accountant or attorney. Mm-hmm. They don't tell you that you really should learn to hire good attorneys or good accountants. And that's a mind shift. That's a, that's a, that's a game changer, mm-hmm. you know? So, um, the, I, I studied finance. So it was great because I understood, you know, you know, balance sheets and P and L's and, you know, cash flow analysis, like all that stuff. I, I had to study it which was a blessing. It kind of helps you out. Uh, however, it, realistically, a good mentor would say, make sure you hire a good CPA that can do that. You know, that's mm-hmm. something you, you don't want to exchange your time for money. You know, it's like pay for that, you know? Uh, so, um, you know, the, the whole journey, you know, it, it's, um, uh, I love it because, you know, where, I've, where I'm at, where I'm heading to, you know, it's, it's now, you know, a personal development, personal satisfaction, you know, you know, the legacy thing kicks in. It's like, what are my kids and grandkids are going to look back? You know, how did grandpa memo do, you know, mm-hmm. the stuff he left us mm-hmm. behind, you know? So, um, super important. That's really helped me out. It's, it's adding, you know, talent team players that are way better than you, mm-hmm. you know, that, you know, that, that, uh, come into the table and now they bring in their systems, their network, their, you know, their GCs, their, you know, their, their, you know, softwares and you know all these different things that you know that they have from their experience and now you plug into that system and that that multiplies you you know it gets you farther faster you start collapsing time so if your business naturally would have got you 10 years there now if you hire a few you know key players now that shrinks it down to two to three years so Mm -hmm. that's a great value of money like you're you're making a ton of money by collapsing time so um, that's super important, you know, bringing on talent, you know, that really, uh, uh, you know, it, uh, it moves you forward. So, um, no, it, it's, I, I love it. You know, it, it's, it's mm-hmm. always exciting. It's, it's always changing. Our, our economy is always mm-hmm. like every six, seven months, it's always changing, you know, mm-hmm. the dynamics are always different. Yeah. So what were some of the mistakes that you made with bringing talent on? Definitely not going bigger, faster, Really. you know, really? uh, it, uh, I like to keep things that, and it's a scarcity mindset. It's like, Hey, I don't want to be wiped out by a bad market. So I don't want to have a big exposure, but on contrary, the opposites, you know, it's like, if you're big enough, you can ride any downshift, uh, if properly, you know, positioned, uh, versus if you're a small guy, it probably will wipe you out a bad mm-hmm. market. So, uh, you start really understanding those dynamics, you know, and, you know, uh, I've always had somewhat of a, uh, of an abundance mentality. Like there's so much business out there for all of us. Like, mm-hmm. like even if you're my neighbor, dude, there's still plenty of business that you and I can do. And our business won't even scratch the surface, you know, mm-hmm. like there's way too much. So, um, the, the scarcity, a lot of it's brought, you know, maybe the parents, cause you know, financially they're always working hard or maybe it's the school systems, you know, that teach you that whole scarcity it's and, or, you know, 
Um, but, uh, you know, that's something that it's important to reprogram yourself, you know, get that stuff out, get good stuff in, you know, listen to good, uh, audible books, all that stuff, good, good conversations. It really starts changing that paradigm, you know, of what's, uh, uh, how to approach life. So, hmm. um, but yeah. Where did you feel like you developed most of your mindset in like where did the biggest shift in your life happen to create that abundance mentality? Because you, know, you Sound like you were raised poor, similar to most of us. Yeah. yeah so, so, um, uh, I, I think, well, one, I think it's the hunger in you, right? You get a certain hunger, a certain appetite because the, the lack of, right. Um, and, and for me, it was a little bit misguided because I didn't, I didn't have the mentors. So mm-hmm. for me, validation was having, you know, I think I was like 17 or 18. I had like six, seven cars you know, Beamer, a Benz, a, you know, a Porsche, everything in the driveway. And for me, I thought that was self-validation because, oh, you know, I have a Porsche mm-hmm. and I have a Mercedes. Dude, they're all depreciating assets. Like, they are not good <laughs> investments, dude. You lost money by doing that, right? You know, it's like, but you don't, I didn't have the mentors. Someone should have told me, go buy a, a two-unit or a four-unit FHA, you know I mean? Like, it's just that lack of, of, of resources. But, um but the blessing there, though, is that you have the appetite, you know, yeah. because, you know, you, you have to work harder, you know, you know, you don't have that comfort of falling and saying, hey, don't worry, my dad would take care of me or I got it or, you know, um, and, uh, you know, that's a blessing that pays many times over, you know, it, it uh, it's, it's hard to get that. So, um, uh, no, I, I love it. Yeah. And, and that obviously dictates your life, you know, um, you know, good. Uh, my parents in their capacity always motivated us, you know, like my mm-hmm. mom, she's 75 right now. And, you know, she's studying for a chemistry test, her final. Right. What? And I'm like, mom, you're not going to use chemistry. You know what I mean? Like, like, you yeah. know, but for her, she's driven. She needs to go to school. You know what I mean? She needs to do something, you know, she like, you know, accomplish something else, you know? So mm-hmm. I, I, the example was always given there, you know, to their best of their ability, you know? And, and I really appreciate that. But, and you always want to kind of, uh, make sure you're expanding that vision, you know, and one is bringing on the right people in your, in your, in your company and your team, because then it really amplifies your vision of what's possible, you know? And, uh, for me, that was probably one of my other big thing that the, I thought too small and, and, and people as the years go by, that's one of those, you hear that very commonly, you know, it's like, I should have thought bigger earlier, you know, cause at, once you start figuring out, it's all the same. You know, if you buy a, a house or if you buy a hundred unit building, it's still the same escrow. Yeah, it takes a little bit more on financing, whatever, but it's not that much harder. You got two brokers. I mean, it, the process is very similar, but the mental part, it's like, you know, how am I going to raise $60 million? You know, it's, it's just a mind shift thing, you yeah. know, you got to grow another skill set and then you got to get different mentors. It's, Correct. It's you have similar. to be in that space, that environment, you know, yeah. but, but, um, not thinking big enough that that's definitely uh, uh something that i encourage everybody it's like like set very big sexy goals you know because they're very attainable like the, the only limitations are the ones that story you're telling yourself in the head you know so you have to be very conscious of that story because that's your limitations you know mm. so you gotta reprogram that story make sure it's you know empowering you versus you know limiting you so how do yeah you, i mean how do you balance these big goals so that it's just not like you always pumping up your chest and um, expanding your ego and doing it for external validation, but more so this is 
you know, your God given talents and abilities, using uh, it to the highest potential that it possibly can. Like, how do you not get caught up in what, you know, everybody else thinks of you? Yeah, no, definitely. So the ego part, um, that's huge because in our industry, we know there's, you know, there's, a, it's, ego's always rampant, right? <laughs> um, and especially when it comes to like retail real estate, that's even a lot more, you know? Uh, but um, I, I I think when you, when you get the more, you know, the death card, you know, it's the great equalizer, you know, we're all going to die. Right. And, and when you start keeping it very simple, you know, it's like, okay, I'm not taking any money with me. You know, I'll leave it behind and take care of my children and the grandchildren. But when you keep it simple, it's like, well, money's kind of worth is to magnify your experiences with your loved ones. Right. So you really start valuing, okay, well, what really matters, right? You know, time with my kids, with the spouse, with my loved ones, family members, whatever that is, partners, whoever. Um, you know, and, and that's kind of, it changes it where it's like, you know, it's no longer about, you know, driving a Rolls Royce, you know. Um, it's now kind of like, hey, can I build a house for an orphanage for 100 mm-hmm. kids and Latin America, South America somewhere, right? Sure. Mm-hmm. Like that for me, like when you, for me, I learned the way I function. Um, I'm more likely to do something for other people than myself, you know, because it just have accountability, you know, and, and I think that's more of a moving thing. Once you hit a certain point in wealth, you really want to go incognito. You want to hide because, you, you know, you become a target, you know, people, you know, there's always some crazy attorney, some crazy person that says, you know, you owe me this for whatever reason, you know, or you're doing well, or, or I see this because you own this, you know, and it's, it's, you know, you come to a point where you're like, I don't want to be known. Mm-hmm. I want to be, you know, the, you know, silent guy that, you know, no one knows about, you know? <laughs> oh, dang. Yeah. It makes a whole lot of sense why he's just like chilling. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> so do you have a certain, like at what point where will you be that guy? I think when it comes to goals and money, you know, um, I, I like to keep it low key off the bat. Like I don't use social media much. Like I'm very kind of low key off the bat. Um, and I've always kind of functioned that way, you know, mm-hmm. like, like, you know, have your actions speak for for yourself, you know, like, you know, who you are, what you do, you know, what you accomplish, you know, versus, you know, saying it, you know, saying it just very little validation, your actions louder than words, hundred percent. Uh, but, um, you know, I, I think with time, like things start shifting, you know, goals start shifting, um, you know, now, like some of the stuff that I'm, that, you know, my projects now are starting to look like kind of more like fun projects, right. You know, stuff that I want to say, Hey, you know, um, this is a legacy project that can leave my kids. That's kind of cool. Right. You know, so, um, so it's just part of personal development. You get to different stages in life, you know, it's, it's kind of cool, you know? Yeah. Could you tell me a little bit? I hate to like make this sound like, oh man, this is an interview, but I'm like, what about you is like, what trait about you makes you exceptional in the space that you operate in? Like, what is your superpower that people would be like, yeah, that's what Memo is super good at. And that's why he's super successful or whatever. Uh, good question. Um, you know, I, I, I like to keep it very simple. Like, Deals have to be win-win. You know, if 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 you're not winning, it's not going to last long. You know, if I'm not winning or if you're not winning, 
it may be a transactional. It's not going to be a relationship. Mm -hmm. If you're always winning, you're going to come back to me and I'm going to make more money. You know, it's a win-win. You're taking care of, I'm taking care of, we're both growing. So I've always been kind of in the belief where it's, you got to take care of those people because they're taking care of you. Like my team members, you know, they make pretty good income. And I like that Mm -hmm. because they're taking care of me. They're building the company. And in essence, I want to support them, you know? So uh, I think when you keep it very simple, take care of who, you know, of, of your loved ones, of who build you, you know, like make sure they're taken care of. Um, and then, just, you know, just if you operate out of a space of, you know, of abundance, of, of you know, just gratitude, you know, if, if, if it's a win-win, it's just success is a byproduct, you know. Mm-hmm. It's going to naturally just happen, you know. Um, and uh, I, I like to be in that space because when it when you're not in that space, things go sour, relationships go sour. Yeah, you made 100k on that deal, but you're never gonna get that. Guy. That relationship is done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's like you never took care of them. Like it's just you know. So, uh, yeah, keeping it very simple. You know, you think that's like the number one thing that sets you apart from other business operators? Is like you think very abundantly, and that's the main trait about you and your company and why you guys are successful. Um, you know, I, 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 um, I'm not sure exactly if there's one specific one, you know, but I know that's, you know, one of our fundamentals, you know, across all, everyone mm-hmm. in the company, uh, you know, we're very team oriented. We're supporting each other's, you know, we're there to carry each other's weight in case something happens. Um, and, and I think we have a, a good, a good team culture, you know, that's really important because that's allows us to do what we do, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You mentioned legacy projects for your kids and uh-huh. and legacy in general. What are what kind of legacy do you want to leave, and like what kind of projects? Sure. So, um, you know, with um, with I, I got two kids, a son and a daughter, and um, I definitely don't want to carry my limiting belief or or you know my upbringing luggage to them. You know, so you kind of it's a balancing act. You want to empower them. So they don't have, you know, these limitations, mental limitations, you know. Um, However, you want to instill a hunger, a drive for personal development, self-actualization, you know, of being, you know, fruitful, you know, taking advantage of their talents that God gives you, you know. um, And and that's where things get really fun because, you know, if you're basically taking care of, then you should really move forward at a faster pace, you know. Now, instead of, you know, we're focusing on trying to get a Sentra, now you're like, how can I build, you know, uh, schools or, you know, clean drinking water and wells, you know, like it just really starts opening things and how you become a better person and give back to humanity. So, um, the, uh, one of my focuses that I'm trying to figure out this year is what charity my family will identify with mm. that we can really say, Hey, we, as a Cardona believe in giving to this charity and, and, and not just giving money, but going out there and figuring out, Hey, who's the local mayor? And, you know, what do we need to do in order to get, let's say, an orphanage set up? And what's the cost? And then, you know, how can we subsidize it? Is there any government? Like, you know, literally not just throwing money at it and hoping half of it gets to it. It's being active about it, you know, uh, uh, making it something where it's 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 a family value, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, you know, we're in the process of kind of figuring that out. The conversations are always fun and exciting, you know. Um, I think that's kind of more of the rewarding, you know, makes you feel good at, you know, it's like, okay, you know, I'm, I'm helping someone out at, at my capacity. Um, when it comes to, you know, the real estate side, you know, it, uh, you know, there's the different companies. I'm not sure which one they'll pick up or if they do, if they run all of them or what, where that's going to be at. Um, it's something that I've done and, and hopefully they can pick up and run with it, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, 
cool stuff aside from like the multifamily holdings and like, you know, all, all this, you know, the, the real estate, you know, stuff that we do, um, you know, there's, a uh, I really would like to, uh, add value to a, like a, a castle in Spain, you know? Oh, wow. Yeah. So, so there's, there's a lot, there's, you know, you, you can buy a lot of them fairly reasonable. I think, you know, that three to $10 million, you can pick one up, you know? And, uh, uh, because, you know, they're a thousand year old structures. So is that rent like, what kind of, for three million, is it like renovated no, or is it like, like wrecked? Stone <laughs> walls that are a thousand <laughs> year old. Yeah, yeah, stone walls that are a thousand year old. It's like a fortress. Mm-hmm. No plumbing, no electricity, no, you know, like you, yeah, it, it's, it's, but you get like maybe a hundred acres of land, right? Mm-hmm. So my angle on this is like, okay, so I'm going to, you know, put a, a little small seven, eight story building, make sure that, you know, JW Marriott or Hyatt will do all the management. So I make sure it meets, you know, the, you know, a nice spa, you know, uh, a Michelin restaurant, you know, where it's like, hey, we're going to go to the castle, the Cardona castle and stay there for the weekend. <laughs> there's a vineyard there. There's horses, phenomenal, you know, amenities, the spa, you know, the, you know, hotels, maybe 400 a night, you know, that kind of caliber. Uh, and, you know, and have that pave the project, you know, pay for the project. Right. Um, I figure in today's numbers, that's probably about a 10, $12 million deal, mm. you know, and for hospitality with the cap rates, it, it totally pencils out, you know? And, and, but for me, it's like, if the hotel's paying for the castle and my kids don't have to worry about debt service, you know, and, you know, we get a legacy asset, you know, it's kind of cool. Your grandchildren are like, so you would build <laughs> on the, on the same hundred acres, you would build a hotel or yeah, you, you would want to, or you yeah, would convert there's a few of them that operate as bed and breakfasts, you know, um, when you run the numbers, I don't know if it would cash low enough to cover, you know, the debt and everything, you know, so, and it's very specific, who knows how it's going to look, you know, once we find it, whatever that looks like, you know, um, but, but something like that just kind of moves my wheels. Right. That's something that it's like, like, like it's not flipping cause I would keep it or burying a castle. Right. You know? <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> Dang. Cash flow castle. <laughs> yeah. You know, but it'd be cool. It's like, dude, you guys go over the summer to Spain and stay there. You know what I mean? Like, isn't that great conversation? Oh, that'd be have, crazy. Right? Staying at a castle. Yeah, like to go hang out there for a week or two, you know, or the summer, or whatever, you know. <laughs> so would you renovate the actual castle as well? I would put our quarters, our home. Okay. You know, the primary. And then obviously the you know, the corridor, you know, the entrance would be the lobby, whatever. So it's picturesque and everything, you know. But you know, there would be the quarters of our family that you inside know, the limits, castle. You know, yeah, it's off limits for, you know, it's our you know That's that's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. But have that the the you know, the 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 rental doors, the mm. um the hotel nights, you know, the actual rooms, mm-hmm. you know, have them pay for the, you know, pay for the whole for thing. The whole thing. Yeah. So how many castles have you already looked at? No, I've, I've done a bunch of research, but, um, <laughs> I believe this is on my fifth plus year business plan. So my first five years, it, it's not in my five year plan. Like, oh, like, okay. cause it, it's, that's a hobby, you know? It, yeah. yeah. It's a business. Yeah, it pencils out, but, but it's not a priority. Right. Yeah. So that's on year five plus, you know, and, and it's something I want to do, you know, it, uh, uh, there's just cool stuff like that. Right. That's pretty, yeah. that's pretty awesome. <laughs> Under 10 year. Yeah. Plan. Hopefully. Yeah. Cause I'm dude at my age, I'm not trying to, I want to do what I'm still have, you know, some youth to go ride horses and, you know, some <laughs> yeah, quads right? on there and, you know, like, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, definitely. You know, Dang. what about an Island? Do you think you'd ever buy an Island? No, you know what? I've never been an Island person. I have two buddies that are all about, same thing with islands. You could buy them for about three, $4 million, you know, yeah. um, a nice one, really nice one. Yeah. Aren't there ones for like $10,000? Yeah. 10, hundred yeah, K. And... <laughs> no, less than that. Yeah. They're like six months. It's underwater. <laughs> yeah. These little, yeah. These yeah. Little junky islands. <laughs> like two palm trees. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
no, no, definitely. Um, I'm not, it's not about Ireland, you know. Um, uh, for me, I, I like Spain. I like the country. Yeah, okay. it's really cold, the culture. So um, for me, that works, you know. But uh, but again, you know, these, this is our our fun dreams, right? This is our mm. hobby, right? You yeah. Know, this is a, you know, I'm not a a baseball player. Like for me, it's real estate and money, right? That's yeah. my hobby. That's my sport, right? You know, so mm. uh, yeah, it, it, that's Dang. keeps me busy. <laughs> Thing. so uh, we were talking in the car mm. and you were sharing with us like basically how do you like it was like microdose of how do you raise your kids in terms of like oh, transacting books to spend money on the credit card but it's like um what's your philosophy in terms of raising your kids did you start off with one before you were in business and then d how did it develop over time Sh sure so uh parenthood and marriage they're um I really think finances and family, you really should have like a good year in high school where you focus on that. Like, you know, where it's not, you're not learning algebra or trig or whatever. Like, yeah, you need it, need it but, but you really need a good year of like basic finance fundamentals, you know, how to balance, you know, your finances, you know, um, how to, how to cover, you know, the, just the basics of a relationship, you know, family formation, you know, parenting, uh, the good, the bad, you know, the exposure, the child, like everything at the end of the day, you know, we're all going to go down that path. And I truly believe that should be covered. And unfortunately it doesn't. So I'm not a pro, you know, I, I do have some years of experience where I, you know, I, I'm always trying to learn, you know, um, but, uh, um, you know, uh, being a parent, it, it's, uh, our conversation was because, you know, my, my kids were using, you know, uh, their credit card and, and, uh, and I said, Hey, you know, I need you to get this book covered, you know, read this book, you know, before you use the credit card again, you know, go to audible, download the, the book. And four hours later, you know, you, you can use a credit card, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and, and they're, they're very important books, you know, that, um, if I would have had these books given to me, like I read most of these books in my twenties and thirties, but if someone would have given it to me at 12, 13, it's just a game changer. Like yeah. you're, you're 10 years ahead of the game, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, I definitely want to empower my kids. You know, it's not easy because, you know, the world's constantly changing. Uh, at the end of the day, you want to keep it where it's like they're good individuals. You know, they're they're giving, you know, they're, um, they understand the basics of, you know, of gratitude and, and paying it forward and, and, and helping and and, uh, and and a huge amount of ambition, you know, because with the ambition and success, the responsibility kicks in, you know, because now if, if you've been able to amass a certain amount of wealth, it's your responsibility to do right with it, you know, mm -hmm. um, which I believe, you know, that's even, it's, it's a greater way to impact. So mm -hmm. that's kind of cool. Uh, but it's not easy though. Cause you know, kids are their own individual selves and, you know, um, and you never know how they're going to turn out, you know? Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, you were sharing with me how your son is 17. How old is your uh, you daughter's 15 son, okay. son uh, turned son. 17 next month. Son yeah, is 17. Yeah. He's 16. right So now. it's like, your business journey started in 2004. So if I were to rewind the clock and bring it back, it's like your son was basically raised through the upbringing of you building your business and figuring out all these different things while balancing raising a child. So can you tell me a little bit about, you know, how did you balance all of that? Like, what did your life look like in those, uh, mid to late 2000s when you had sure. like a newborn kid and then you got another newborn kid yeah. and then you also had a growing business and now you're like you got like this monster of an operation down in san diego so like how did parenting evolve 
So um, when my son was born, uh, I, I still had, uh, I was in real estate, but I, I was still, uh, I still owned the payday loan, check cashing, the, mm-hmm. you know, the financial services. Um, and I remember taking my kid, he was maybe like about six, nine months. I remember taking him to my corporate office, you know, where, mm-hmm. you know, where I worked out of. And I remember thinking like, I don't want to do this business to them. Like, I don't <laughs> really? like this business. You know, yeah. it's great financially. You know, as a business owner, your ROI is ridiculous. You know, if you understand finance, you know, uh, but I wouldn't want my kid in this space, you know. Uh, so, I, you know, it's part of the the develop your personal development. It's like, okay, what does this mean now that I have a kid? What do I want to leave behind to them, or how do I want to raise them? Mm-hmm. Um, the it's an awesome accountability. Because you have people looking at you, your kids. Mm. If you do or if you don't do or if you say or if you don't say, they're still looking at you, you know. Mm-hmm. And during, you know, we all have seasons, you know, where uh, when my wife had the first, our, our, our two kids, you know, she stayed at home for about five, six years, you know, mm-hmm. while the kids kind of got up to preschool age. And at that point in my life, it was about being a hunter. Like, I was a strong driver, you know, like, you don't have a choice. You got to provide for your wife and kids. You know, uh, you got to go out there and, and hunt every single day. And, and those years, I remember very well, I, you know, uh, we would meet at 6 a.m. at the Keller Williams office, you know, at the real estate office, you know, because, you know, it was I just grinded. You had to. You had to grind it out. And, uh, you know, and then there came a point where, you know, um, they got a little bit older, they got into school, and then our, my priorities slightly changed. Now it's like, I want to be at all my kids' school events. That's my priority, you know, being a room dad, going to every field trip, whichever I can, you know, so... Um, at luckily at, by that point, my wife got back into the mortgage business. So she was operating and it was more kind of like, like, you know, a team, you know, she would go, I would go, but, but we always prioritize, you know, our, our memories with our kids. Right. So now that they're, you know, 15 and 16, they're their own individuals. They have a social life that's super packed. Like I'm just kind of more like an ATM, you know, <laughs> oh, and, and it's kind of like, you know, a, a, it's a blessing because I'm a source of re- I'm a resource place for them. They come and we have great conversations about everything, about family, dating, money, you know, profession, school, college, all that stuff. And uh, and it's just different conversations, you know. And you know, my kid asking me about, you know, like, you know, just deeper stuff, you know, which is for me, it, it gives me a certain peace that's like, you know what, I, I've my efforts starting to pay off, you know, like they're good kids, um, but. It, everything is work that was put into them, you know? That's so, awesome, yeah. Man. So you have to put the work in and, and I'm not saying I'm perfect cause I'm far from, and, and I've messed up in many different spaces that I could have done better. Uh, but it's a journey and you kind of have to figure it out, you know? And if most people aren't taught it, so if you have the capacity to spend some time and effort trying to make it better, you know, you know, to get counseling, marriage counseling is so important, you know, to free, constantly invest time and effort, you know, uh, same thing with your kids, you know, uh, uh you know, making sure that, you know, that the content that they're digesting is the content you want them to digest, right? Like you can't shut them off out of the world because then, you know, their ignorance kicks in Mm -hmm. and they're not competitive. You want to say, hey, you know, we got to make sure you got good stuff coming in your head, you know? Yeah, you can listen to the other funny stuff, TikTok stuff, but make sure you get some good mentors in your brain, you know, you know, dominant figures, females and so forth that, you know, you can look up to. So, um, so, so, you know, the whole juggle between, uh, family business, uh, there's definitely never a balance. I think that's a false pretense. Like you're never going to have balance, you know, uh, sometimes both of them run at a hundred percent. Sometimes run, both of them are on chill, you know, everything's smooth, you know, on cruise control and, and it's, uh, and it's good. 
uh, and then the seasons too, you know, uh, there's times where you really have to double down and other times where, you know, you're kind of like on cruise control and you're like, Hey, I'm okay right now. So, um, yeah, I, I think, uh, I think the important thing there is just appreciating the moment because that will be gone, you know, yeah. when they're five, when they're eight, when they're 15, yeah. you know, and that's not coming back. So, you know, uh, that's, I think the most important thing there. And I think mm-hmm. it's awesome that your kids, you know, ask you these deep questions and they feel like they have a good enough relationship with you that they can trust you with these thoughts. Yeah, definitely. And that's like your investment as you had raised them from little kids up until, you know, preteens to teens yeah. to, you know, now being their own individual. Yeah. yeah. It's like you want them to come back to you even when they're thirties with their own families and yeah. you know, opt to spend that time with you. Definitely. Definitely. And, 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 I would hope to be a manager for them and their kids and, and their spouses and, and uh, uh, you know, set an example it's where it's like, hey, you know, let's level up. You know, let's don't settle for par. Don't just cruise along. You know, just like let's, uh, you know, if you're going to be a spouse, a father, a parent, you know, let, let's really, you know, um, let, let's really, you know, step it up, you know, spend some training, you know, mm. you know, get some education, put an effort into it. You know, um, it's a it's a, it's it's a blessing when you have that accountability. Not everybody mm-hmm. has a parent. Not everybody has that person to keep them accountable. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I plan to keep them accountable. I mean, <laughs> for free. <laughs> I'm not going to charge them coaching. <laughs> That's awesome. That's funny. Would you be able to tell us about um, your wife? And I know you said that you had known her your whole life. Yeah, right? yeah. So she was my neighbor. So we grew up in the same street. Uh, she was. She grew up a few doors down. Uh, and um, uh, so we pretty much... Uh, we're five years apart, so we never dated when we were young because obviously five years when you're young, it's like five and 10 and 10, 15 are way different years, you know? Uh, yeah. uh, but um, uh, we started dating once we were in our 20s. Mm-hmm. You know, I was already in college, kind of wrapping up. She was already starting college. Um, and, uh, we, you know, we had similar infrastructure. We went to the same church, you know. Our families knew each other, you know. Um, uh and uh, once, you know, in your 20s now, you know, she was a grown woman, you know, and, you know, I was single. So it, it uh, we hit it off. We had a lot of things. Personalities were apples and oranges, way different than me. She's mm-hmm. very social, outgoing, you know, uh, very vocal, you know, and I'm, I'm more reserved, analytical driver type of personality. So we're very different personality wise. But our, our, our insides, our essence are very similar. Faith, mm-hmm. you know, family, that kind of stuff. You yeah. know, Core values. Core values. Yep. Matching. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> was there ever any friction with uh your like ambitious goals and what she wanted i wouldn't say friction uh but but you know there's it's an effort it's you have to figure out how to communicate mm. and, and and see what really is important right mm. what what's a value you know is it a new car what's the meaning behind it like you know maybe you do need a new car you know um or you know what you what purchases you make how you run your household finances your trips vacations all that stuff where, where the kids go to school you know like all that stuff really does make a difference and, and you're never going to be eye to eye with that stuff so you kind of have to figure out which battle what fights to fight you know mm-hmm. you don't want to fight all of them because you'll be miserable you know you want to pick them and say hey this is important for this reason you know and i'm gonna hold on to this one because of this, this and that i hope you can respect that um, and sometimes they're patients and understand it. Other times they're like, I don't agree, you know? So it, it's part of being married. You're two individuals and you're trying to figure it out, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, I don't, I don't want to say it's, uh, any, a marriage is easy cause it's effort. You have to put an effort kind of like 
today, one of the key takeaways, uh, it's, you know, what they said. If you run your business, uh, like, how would your family look like if you ran it like how you run your business and vice versa? How would your business look if it looked like how you ran your family, right? And a lot of people neglect their family because they're too busy working, you know, and vice versa. Sometimes, you know, you're too busy with the family that you neglect your business. Mm -hmm. So when you look at it that way, it really starts changing your paradigm. Like, oh, shoot. Dude, that's big. I really need to spend time with my family, you know, like, you know, like we started like, do I have level 10 meetings with them? No. Like, do I go and (laughs) kind of like write down goals and, you know, keep accountability? Like, like, you know, P and all that stuff. Like, no, like I run in my stuff, but it's kind of like, I don't share it with the kids, you know? Uh So when you start looking at all these things, it's like, dude, there's a lot of room there for growth, you know? And, 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 you know, you really, you have to put that effort in, you know? I mean, if if you want success in in a family or relationships, you have to put the effort in, you know? And it's, I'm not preaching. I'm not saying that, you know, that I'm the guy that knows the answer, that has the answer. I'm far from it. Uh, but it's just my experience, what I see, you know, what I hear. It's like, dude, it's, you know, you, yeah. you have to put some effort into everything, you know? Yeah. You probably got a lot of answers in terms of if you were to implement stuff inside your business to the way that you ran your family. Oh, yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. What are some things that you think if you had implemented from your family into your business would be good? Oh, that's a good question. That's the reverse now. Yeah, yeah. From family to business. Um, you know, I actually, I implement quite a bit. Uh, we do have a lot of, um, once a month, you know, the team will get together. We do a team building activity, you know, mm-hmm. cornhole or bowling or, um, you know, something, you know, mm-hmm. just build, it's team building. It's, it's it, you know, it's working as a team. Uh, you know, so it, it's just a way to, a great way to get to know each other, you know, like, um, uh, we do miniature golf, you know, um, so which, in my, we have a, a very big family and they're very, you know, always active, you know, there's always a party here or there, someone's turning something and there's always somebody getting married or a baptist. There's always something. Mm-hmm. So there's always a lot of parties. So, um, you know, that culture, that, that warmth of, of, of a family, uh, I think, you know, we do do that quite a bit when it comes to the business side. So I think that's, that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, no, I, I definitely need to dig deeper on that one. That's a very good question. You know? Yeah. 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 What I, what I like as a person, I'm very low emotion, you know, mm-hmm. like, like very low emotions. And, um, I'm always conscious about it with my team and the company mm-hmm. because, a considered person might go in there and say, Hey, how do you feel? You know, or how did this make you feel? You know, like those emotion stuff for me, I don't function that way. Like, like, you know, is it, did it zero out? Like for me, it's all numbers, you know? And, and it's, it's hard. Cause I'm at something that's like, Oh, hold on, hold on. How am I supposed to respond here? You know? Uh, so, uh, that, that's a good point that, you know, there's certain things there that, you know, used with time and, and looking at other people, how they function, you know, their, their teams or companies, like oh wow I really need to start spending some time you know being more in, in you know in touch with my emotions and yeah <laughs> yeah well, um Ren was talking about with his how to be like a sales manager mm-hmm. and one of the things that he brought up was vulnerability yeah and that really had me thinking like wow like I never really do that especially like so the other day um I r- I run weekly goal meetings with everyone uh-huh. and it's like personal goals. Mm-hmm. And, uh, one of the girls that, um, I run the meeting for, she like was not excited to be there. And 
it like it had been because she wasn't completing the task that she needed to do to yeah. fulfill her personal goals. And I don't really know why I said this, but I was like, I was like, Hey, just so you know, like that feeling you feel of like guilt for not doing the things you said you were going to do. Like, I feel that a lot of times too. And I dread going to these meetings as well. So yeah, I feel your pain. Awesome. Yeah. And, and like she felt really relieved and I like, I don't know why I did it, but like if I could just do more of that, yeah. that would be like, no, no, that's an awesome skill. Yeah. yeah. And that's a life skill actually. Cause that goes across with your kids, with your spouse, with, you know, business, yeah. everything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. No, yeah. That, that's awesome. Yeah. No, I, I love Rent. He has a, uh, the guy has a great head on his shoulder. Like, yeah. you know, it, uh, I've, I've heard him speak a lot about his sales, you know, his, his coaching, all that stuff. He's phenomenal. That guy's awesome. Yeah. I feel like vulnerability is one of those things that you got to rip the bandaid off and just jump into the deep end with, because you, it's, even more painful to ease yourself into being vulnerable rather than just spill your heart out on the <laughs> table, you know? And I, I think the big thing is it shows you're human. Yeah. There's, there's, yeah. there's a human aspect to it. If, if you can associate, if you can bond with someone on a human, human level, it's huge. That's the best way to build rapport. Immediately you're like, Oh, that's my buddy. I got mm-hmm. you, dude. I hear you. I like me too. You know, yeah. it's, it's a great way. That's, that's a good life skill. Yeah. Yeah. yeah today, uh, during the presentation, uh-huh. I was the person that gave the presentation right before lunch inside uh-huh. our room, and I wasn't planning on being super vulnerable mm-hmm. with the entire group. I was just gonna be like, "Yeah, the end of last year was hard. I mean, like it's hard for everybody because you got the yeah, holidays, yeah. you got the Thanksgiving, you got the Christmas, and you got all the things with your church, or you got all these things with your friends. And it's mm-hmm. just like you're just exhausted, tired. I'm like, yeah, that's good. But I was like, I don't think that's good enough. Mm-hmm. It's like, how can we go even deeper? I was like, hey, two years ago, we basically had a super failing business, $10,000 plus yeah, a month, yeah. accumulating on the credit cards. And mm-hmm. like, I was commingling funds between this business and that yeah, business. Yeah. And I was just like, I don't know how to run a business. And I'm just here in the car telling with Kenny, I'm just like, dude, I'm failing you. I'm laying you down and I'm super sorry. Mm. And everything that you had seen on the surface and what you thought of me is not what it seems. And Mm. I'm sorry that, you know, maybe I wasn't as good at communicating those things early on. And we could have figured those things out together, but I just didn't communicate. I just didn't know Mm -hmm. how to tell you. Mm -hmm. And then now it's like, Oh, the weight of all the decisions that we made was basically collapsing on us. But thankfully it wasn't too late. Mm -hmm. We're still business partners to this day. And, we're still building this thing and he's still super passionate about being here to figure out and helping me build out my dream yeah. as I'm helping him build out his dreams. Yeah, yeah, definitely. No, that's awesome. And I think that journey is the, the blessing, dude. I, I think, you know, when you look back at it and you're like, dude, the struggles, you know, struggles real, bro. You know, I've, been, <laughs> I've been broke so many times. It's like, you know, like, trust me, dude, it, 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 uh, it's, it's, it's a blessing to be able to look back and say, ha ha ha. You remember that one time, you know, remember that time, you know, it's just, um, but it, it makes the journey so much better, you know, especially when you do it with friends. You're like, dude, it, it, uh, we, we figured it out. We pulled together. We grinded it out. You know, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, um, it makes us who we are, you know? Yeah. 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 Do you have any business partners that like you were in the struggle with that you're still partners with today? I, recently, I, 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 so I, normally I don't have business partners because, you know, it, it, it's a balancing act, right? It, it's a relationship. It, it's a different dynamic. And especially when it comes to real estate, if you need to liquidate or let's say the market's coming down, mm-hmm. 
you may think, hey, I need to take a loss now before it gets really bad. But your partner may say, no, let's Airbnb it. And that's where everything starts going weird, you know. Mm. And you both might be right, but they're different approaches, you know. So uh, it, it's a very slippery slope when it comes to partnerships, you know. Um, I like to have the full decision. Hey, mm. I need to sell this because I believe it's going down, you know, or whatever, right? Or no, I'm going to Airbnb it. Um, so I've always been very hesitant when it comes to that. But uh, but you have to vet everything, you know. You, you have to... Um, you know, put the time and effort to set it up right because when it dissolves, you know, it, you know, it can, it only gets worse, right? You know, you start out with zero, you build something, and if it's not clear how it looks like the exit strategy, it's gonna be painful. It's gonna be a lot of headaches, the separation because it's not clear, it's not black and white, you know. So, um, um, I know some there's a few people on CG that are phenomenal when it comes to partnerships, you know, that that they can really kind of instruct you, uh, but. Um, yeah, I've kind of always operated that way, you know. Um, mm -hmm. It's just a lot of liability for a property, and you know, you know, that's just my personal belief. You know, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So, what was your guys' takeaway for this last event? I think like my biggest takeaway was understanding the reason why we're in this business, mm -hmm. because real estate is this vehicle to make a lot of money and mm -hmm. build a lot of wealth, but if you got to have a purpose and a vision beyond just making money and building wealth for yourself mm -hmm. and your own selfish ambition. And I was looking for what is my bigger thing beyond the selfish ambition because honestly, you don't need more than $50,000 a year to mm -hmm. live a decent life in Delaware. Mm -hmm. And it's like, wow. I live in a fourplex, you know? Yeah, yeah. So it's like, uh -huh. and we have 3,400 square foot office building. I don't really want a big house because that heating bill, I can't imagine, you know, <laughs> that electric yeah, bill is not yeah. pretty. Utilities, yep. <laughs> so I, I, I know the experience of having a big house. I was like, dang, I just want a simple life. But honestly, like, even if you want a simple life, if you're gifted with gifts and talents that the Lord has provided in order for you to leverage, maximize, and move the kingdom forward. I was talking to our one frame, I, our one our one friend, Ajay, mm -hmm. and he was like, yo, I want to be the type of person that puts a dent in hell, you know? <laughs> I was like, damn, I love that attitude. I love that mindset. And I just happened to talk to the right guy at the right time, and he just also happened to be a brother. Uh -huh. And I was just like, dang, this yeah. guy is right. And like, I'm fired back up to uh -huh. go give it my best shot. I'm working for God, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm working for my brothers. Uh -huh. We... We brought somebody into our company this year as our transaction coordinator, and she was a she came to our uh, Monday Life group, and she was looking for a transition in her career from you know working in the call center. And we were like, "Hey, why don't you join us and be our transaction coordinator?" I had no plan. We had no training. Mm -hmm. It was actually a disaster storm, like waiting to happen. Sure, but the time that we spent in that six, seven months with her, building that relationship, seeing her every single day, her seeing us read our Bibles and us like talking the way that we talk and, you know, living the way that we lived, she was inspired to, you know, follow Christ and she yeah. gave her life to Christ. And now she's serving as the worship leader at our church. Oh, right I'm like, what the yeah, heck? That's cool. This girl, yeah. that's amazing. Yeah. That's awesome. You know? <laughs> yeah. 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 No, no, definitely. I, I think, um, so as you develop and grow and, and, you know, life experience changes to you, you know, you, 
you know, marriage, marriage, kids, you know, health, everything, you know, those goals change and, and, and lifestyle too, you know, the life yeah. creep, you know, like yeah. when you, when you, when you started out, it's a blessing. It, it's smart if you're able to keep it simple and then, you know, accumulate wealth. Right. Uh, most people go with the Joneses and kind of, you know, as they make more money, they spend more money. Mm. Uh, but, uh, you know, there'll come a point where let's say if you have four kids, you know, it's like, we need to get a yard. We need to get, you know, a three, four bedroom house, you know, like this isn't going to work for us, you know? So, uh, which is, it's just, it's great. It's change. I, you have to, yeah. in, in business, especially, but in life, you have to embrace change. You have to acknowledge it. You have to embrace it. You have to be excited about it. Uh, most people are afraid of it and, and it's very limiting because, you know, you, you hide, you hide your head under the sand. Right. And, uh, uh, if you can really embrace, embrace change, it, uh, it catapults you in business. Uh, you really get to, you know, see life for what it is, you know, go out there mm -hmm. and, you know, and, and see, you know, the beauty of cultures and, and the world and, you know, other people, you know, you know, the architecture, the cities, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. uh, you gotta, you gotta run with it, you know? So. Yeah. But I just thought about how, man, if I could make a million dollars in profit through my business and I'm able to give half of that away, did the the way that my friend Ajay was telling me about it was like, you could be a missionary working for $40,000 or less, maybe $30,000, call it $30,000. You're one person in the mission field making an impact. What if you made $300,000, you're able to get 10 missionaries Correct. who don't have the same skill set as you but they have an even better skill set in evangelism than you. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. I, I had that um, when I was in my 20s. Um, you know, I, I was very um, active in, in, in my church and, and, you know, volunteering and giving. And, you know, yeah, literally seven days a week I was doing something. You know, I was very, very busy there. Mm -hmm. And and me being a business person since I was a kid, you know, you always monetize and kind of look at a business approach. So I remember thinking, it's like, dude, I, I'm, you know, I'm, in these four organizations and I'm, you know, helping doing all these things and I want to do more, but I can't cause I'm already at capacity. Mm -hmm. And, uh, the business voice is like, memo, like you're approaching it wrong. You know, like, yes, you can give your time, you know, to, for others, but maybe you can do a lot more by building and building wealth and, you know, businesses and accumulating wealth where it's easier to give, five, $10 million to a charity mm -hmm. or to a group and change hundreds of lives, you know, uh, versus you switching out your Saturdays and Sundays, you know, doing you know, on an hourly basis, you know, the, the work. Now it doesn't mean that it means less, you know, it just means that you're leveraging, you know, your, your ability to make money, you know? Yeah. And, and that's where I figured out like, I need to go make money. Mm -hmm. Like I could do so much more. If you're making 5 million a year, a million a year, it's not going to break you. Yeah. You know, you'll need, actually, you'll probably need the write off, you know? So, <laughs> so when you, it's a different level to be, get, you know, you want to, you have to think that way. You have to think so big where, where, you know, it, it's, uh, it's now the possibilities are just endless. You know, it's, it becomes a possibility, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and I think that's where it's, where the fun part of it, it, you know, it, that's for me that that's exciting. It's like, dude, how can we do those big changes? You know, it's no longer like just sending money. Now it's like, like, build something that's going to change something for good way past your life. You know, this thing's going to keep on going after your past here, you know? So, mm. so that dude, I'm all about it, dude. That's super exciting, dude. You know? Yeah. Mm. That was my biggest takeaway. It's <laughs> find that inspiration that I truly needed mm -hmm. and just getting that answer. Cause I told you, I, I forgot. 
I felt like I knew it a couple years ago, but I didn't firmly know it in my heart. Mm-hmm. And that's why I let go of it because people were trying to tell me, or not trying to tell me, but they were just like, why are we doing this? And it's just like, well, you only need this much in order to live. You only need this much, or I need this much. And half a million dollar business can give us all yeah. everything that we need in our life. But I'm like, that's not the point of our life is Correct. to get everything that we need. Correct. It's like, how do we maximize what we have in front of us in order to put a dent in hell or (laughs) move the kingdom forward, however you want to say it. Yeah, definitely. And it's great to have those conversations with like-minded people. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's when you, when you you gather around and your buddies are saying, having these conversations, you're in the right spot. Yeah. You know, cause they're going to propel you. You're going to propel them. And and more than likely you will hit it, you know, cause that's, that, that's where you're at. That's your frequency. That's, that's your, that's where you're at, you know, functioning at, you know. Mm. What about yeah. you, Josh? I think the biggest one was the vulnerability. Um, and that's definitely the deepest one. Um, I think some other things. Uh, so along with the vulnerability is just checking in with the people on like a personal level. Um, which I needed to like figure out how to balance that because I feel like I could talk all day mm-hmm. about just like, like I, like, it's good to check in with people, but it's not good to like spend the entire work day checking in with people. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you gotta do after hours when you're driving home. Josh. Yeah. So figure that out. Um, and then, so Annie, one of the issues I brought up was I didn't, I don't feel like our level 10 meetings are that productive a lot of times. Okay. And I wasn't really sure why. And uh, I forget exactly what annie said but it was basically like um and i think i heard this in a a previous cg but it's like if a meeting takes an hour you need to prep for an hour um and then someone also brought up if you're gonna if you're gonna bring an issue to the group you need to bring a solution as well oh okay and i was like yeah yeah i was like man if we if everyone went into this meeting knowing what they want to talk about and they had a solution then our meetings would be way better correct dang yeah, that's yeah, pretty definitely. good because sometimes we just sit there frustrated at the issues. Like we don't have a solution. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. No, definitely that's huge. And um, I, I heard I heard Gary Sharp. Uh, Harper. Yeah, Harper. Yeah, Sharper Image, Sharper uh, <laughs> Solution. Solution. Sorry. Yeah, Gary talked about that today too, and it, dude, it's. Uh, it's a game changer to your business when you can identify that and, and implement that, right? Mm-hmm. It's, your productivity goes out the roof. You know, everyone feels that they're heard and, and you know they're contributing. There's resolution to items. You know, it uh, uh, it's super important. Like you have to function that way. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So, what are your goals and aspirations in business, like going forward, or and like how do you tie that with your life? Because you've accomplished a whole lot. Why do you continue to still be hungry? There's a couple of reasons, you know. Um, obviously, you, you know, you do want to just, as you scale your business, add more zeros to it, you know, yeah. to what, what the operations, what, you know, what your exposure is, you know. Um, the, you know, there, there's levels to wealth, yeah. you know, and um, um, you start seeing that, you know, a guy who has five or $10 million dollars is a lot different than that guy making 200 million, you know, yeah. and a lot different than a guy with, you know, $5 billion or 2 billion or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. and, and you'll notice by the yachts, you'll notice by the planes, you'll notice by, you know, like 
you know, $300,000 summer vacation, right? You know, who can spend $300,000 on a summer vacation? A billionaire won't flinch. You know, it's experience for him. A guy with $5 million, yeah, he probably would. He's like, that's, that's expensive, right? So, um, you know, as you start getting to these stratospheres, you start saying, okay, like, where do I want to end up at? Where's that balance between life, health, and money, you know, uh, and family? Um, but, uh, you know, the way I currently have, uh, you know, it's an ecosystem, you know, on, it's a real estate market center where, you know, you have the fix and flip, you got the mortgage, the brokerage, you know, you have the, um, you know, all these verticals companies that kind of mm-hmm. go hand in hand with them. Um, we're the objective of the next five years is to be in five different markets. So we're right now trying to get into Los Angeles and Riverside, you know, the, which is the other Southern California markets. Uh, and then from there, we're going to hop over to Arizona, Phoenix, and Tucson. Uh, so um, pretty much what I'm doing currently in San Diego, I'm going to multiply into just two different cities. Hmm. And, um, you know, it's a lot easier because, you know, the correspondence bank license is already there. The broke, you know, like, you know, if you're a broker in California, it's all of the California, right? So it's easier to, to move up, to, you know, to scale your business. Um, but uh, that's like the five-year window, you know, that that's where I see that. You know, I'm trying to scale one market center per year. Um, and um, uh, I'm excited about it. De- mm. Definitely very attainable, doable, you know. Um, I think, you know, I got a great team to help out. And and, uh, and I'm always looking for talent because obviously part of growing, you got to bring on a players, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it, it's, I, I love it. You know, I enjoy what I do. You know? Yeah. <laughs> what kind of talent are you looking for currently? So, uh, right now we had the two fund managers, capital recruiters that, you know, that are uh, being onboarded. Um, those hopefully are, um, are great additions. I'm hoping that they work out great. Um, the, you know, as like the nitty gritty, like, uh, we're looking for an architect right now. We need an in-house architect. You know, that's that's the need that we have right now. Uh, you know, there's a sales rep for on the construction side. You know, like there's a lot of little locate. You know, as you scale, then there's different positions that need to get filled in. Mm. So you know, it's just part of growth. You know, there's always you know a few people that we're always looking for. And as as, as expansion grows, you know, there'll be maybe like a maybe you know the you know, I'd probably be looking for more like a franchise uh, expansion rep where someone can go in there and say, hey. You know, I know the system that can duplicate in different markets. I can go in there, do the research, know what location the office needs to be at, you know, who who we need to recruit in that market, you know, the personality types, the acquisition person, the, you know, operations person, you know. So typically like a French, like a Starbucks or McDonald's has that person that, hey, I can get you into 10 different markets, mm-hmm. you know, that's what they specialize in. Uh, I'm sure, you know, as you grow, these positions start popping up. So, mm-hmm. yeah. but yeah, it's exciting. It's all part of growth, you know. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, <clears throat> we were talking in the car about your kids and how, like, yeah, the level of ambition and drive is different because of your upbringing versus their upbringing. So, how do you condition your kids moving forward into the future so that you know they would chase after their own ambitions or have like how do yeah how do you do that parenting style? I don't sure. know. Sure, no, know no, that that's that not easy because. Um, I wouldn't want them, I, obviously you want better for them, right? So, you know, what I went, Mike's life experience, um, I definitely wouldn't want them to go through that, you know? And, and I had a great happy childhood. Like there's nothing bad about it. It's all a blessing. You know, I'm blessed with a great family. I love my brothers and sisters. My parents were a blessing, really good parents. 
uh, it's just, you know, in the financial position you're in, it's, it is what it is. So you, you know, you find your way, you have to figure out a way to get out of it. Right. Uh, for my kids, um, I've always been keen about making sure their network, you know, the people around them are, you know, uh, someone that, you know, that, uh, I'm comfortable with, you know, that's really important, you know, what schools they go to, what friends they hang out with, uh, those are ch- usually their lifelong friends, you know, and that's going to dictate the, uh, the quality of life experiences, travels, uh, you know, the, their when they're at party age, that's, you know, that's how they're going to party, you know, that's how they're going to go travel and study. And, you know, those phases of life, uh, ideally, you kind of want to steer them in the better direction, you know, there's no guarantee, you know, accidents happen, things happen, people make dumb decisions. But, but if you can limit that, you know, or open doors, you know, it really helps out. Um, for hunger, you know, it, um, I think exposure is really important. When you get to see what's out there, you know, um, the, uh, um, I think they have really, they're pretty well grounded. They have really, their feet are on the ground, you know, even though they're, they're blessed to have phenomenal experiences, you know, and, uh, I think just their, their essence and their heart, it's very giving, loving, um, you know, like I'll analyze my kids and we'll go meet a family and, you know, immediately they're talking to the four-year-old kid, you know, mm. they go down to the level of four-year-old and, and they're giving love to this kid and conversating and give them attention. And I'm like, okay, that's a good skill, you know, you know, that they're at all levels giving attention to, you know, everyone here, you know? Mm-hmm. So, so like I, I, I see their essence. I'm like, you know, what? okay, they're good kids. Uh, in that regards, I feel comfortable with my job, you know, but now it's kind of like, I need to make sure that, you know, that their ambition and, and it, it's not about ambition, you know, that their self-actualization or that, that they meet who they are, what, what they're, sh- who they should be, you know? And it's like the, you know, Ed Milet says this a lot, you know, it's like when it comes to, you know, your day of death, you know, when, when you meet your creator, you like, you want to make sure that when he shows you who the best version of you was, should have been that you guys look the same, that you guys are the same person. Mm. Right. The last thing you want to do is you show up and that person was just gazillion times better than who you became, you know, that you left, everything on the table, you know, your health, your relationships, everything just went, you know, you sacrifice all that stuff for other ambitions. Right. So, um, it doesn't have to be money. It doesn't have to be business, you know, whatever that best version of they are, you know, that, that, you know, it is of them, uh, that brings satisfaction to me. And I tell them, like, I tell my daughter time, like, like me, like you focusing on you being the best version of yourself. That's your priority. You're 15, you know, yeah, you're a teenager, you know, yeah, there's the boys and there's all these other things. But right now your focus is on increasing your value of your stock. You know, a, a, a strong, happy Natalie is a strong, happy family. Like for me, if I'm a strong, happy dad, there's strong, happy kids around me because I'm a bit, be- you know, I'm working on a better version of myself. So that's awesome. So um, for me, it's like you really have to kind of tell them and say, hey, go out there, find that, whatever truly makes you happy. Aside from that, you have to understand the game that we operate in, which is real estate, because that's going to allow you to have, let's say, if you <laughs> want to paint roses, you know, or in, you know, if, if it's canvas painting or if it's playing the ukulele or the guitar or whatever, I'm all good about it. But is it going to pay your bills? Is it going to provide for your future and your family? And if it's not, then you got to understand the real estate game because that's where we operate. Yeah. And that's going to pay for your lifestyle. That's going to build your wealth. That's going to pay for your lifestyle. So regardless, you ha- you're going to be a real estate investor. And you, <laughs> and you have to know that space. You have to know it. You have to understand it because that would allow you to do whatever the heck you want to do. Yeah. You can go on, you know, counting, you know, butterflies, whatever. 
but <laughs> you are operating in that space and that's what allows you to you know yeah. and not everyone sees it or not everyone not everyone's told that mm-hmm. and they go you know and, and like being a doctor is a blessing and that, that's such a vocation but you know most people like hey that's going to take you 15 18 years a few hundred thousand of debt and you're going to come out and work your butt off because it's a vocation. People need you 24 seven, you know, um, they don't always tell you what goes tied along with things, you know? And for me, it's like, if, if you're blessed to do whatever it is, and it could be volunteering teaching, you just give your time and effort away. You could be a great teacher, you know, or a mentor or a psychologist or a ch- like there's cause things you can do. But as long as your, your financials are taken care of, as long as your household, your monthlies, all that mm-hmm. stuff, your future, your kid's future, it's, it's a game changer, you know? And they have to understand that, you know, yeah. tell me, you have to figure that out, you know, hmm. luckily someone there to tell them this, you know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause, cause it takes a while to, you know, to figure it out on your own, you know? Yeah. I love how you kind of describe your, how your mind works in terms of that analytical nature, mm-hmm. because the way that you describe your business and it was like, it's just number one numbers to me. Mm-hmm. It's like, get the emotion <laughs> out of here. <laughs> then the way that you describe how, you see the development inside your children. It's like you're paying attention to all of that. Yeah. It's like you don't just let your kid hang out with whoever. Yeah, correct. Because yeah. it's like that can ruin their life. Yeah, yeah, totally. Totally. That's awesome, man. And it's priorities too, you know. And and I think, you know, um, it, if whoever has the opportunity to be a parent, it, it's such a cool, rewarding um, – it, it's a, a phase in life that if you have it, that, that's really cool. You yeah. Know? And, and uh, um everything you like you work your hustle all that stuff at the end of the day so you can better their life right at the end of the day that's that's the name of the game you know if you want to have great memories with them and have them have better opportunities and and then then for it to be generational you know have them understand that and give it to their kids you know and and you know they have that three-year you know wealth you know curse or whatever you want to call Mm -hmm. it where you're broken three generations you know not three Mm -hmm. years but three generations you know that's just education you know, you got to teach them, hey, this is how you maintain, preserve wealth, you know, and, and this is how you operate. This is, off, off, you know, how much you can live off of, you know, how much you got to invest, you know. That way your kids can, you know, to live a certain standard of life and their kids, you know, and, and they're educated. They understand the financial game, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it, uh, the financial game is written by the rich. Mm-hmm. And when you understand that, you learn how to play the game. When you don't, you just go with the flow and you make dumb decisions. You know, you take on high credit card debt. You, you just go down this big spiral hole. But when you figure out, it's like, if I made $10 million this year, I can write off almost all of it. Mm-hmm. You got cost A, you got, you know, depreciation. You got, you know, um, you can, you know, donate land at a five to one multiple. You got, you know, solar farm. There was a gazillion ways where you can use the system to not pay taxes, you know, go buy apartment buildings with it, you know, you can literally get rid of most of your, of your taxable liability, you know, but most people don't, te- don't tell you that, mm-hmm. they don't teach you that. And you, and you have to get in there and understand that and spend time kind of like with everything, you know, learn the game. But when you learn the game, you're like, dude, this is the game changer. Mm-hmm. You know, that $6 million bill I should have paid, I bought buildings with it. Now I own buildings too, you know, mm-hmm. and I didn't pay taxes. So it, it's, a. Uh, uh, it's important to, to relate that through, you know, through your kids, you know, through your, you know, you, you know, it, it's, it's part of being a parent, I guess, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You have any last questions, bro? I don't. No. no. Well, thank you so much, Memo. I really appreciate you being No, I appreciate you being, being out here, dude. Yeah. This is awesome.
Yeah, no, I, it, uh, thanks for having me here. You know, it's cool that we're in Florida. You know, it, uh, the weather's uh, yeah. kind of chilly for me, but <laughs> it, it works, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's not snow, so. Yeah. No, I appreciate you guys. I, it, uh, thanks for having me over. Yeah. yeah, thanks a lot for being a great role model and a friend to oh, us. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right. Awesome. This has been the Non-Genius Podcast. <laughs> Signing off, man. Peace. Bye. We'll see you.